I'm gonna just I'm just hit it. Welcome back to Cognitive Bias, where we've recently learned through listener feedback that we're we're dangerously distracting. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from a homeboy who uh, was listening to our first episode um, with his wife in the kitchen while making some dinner, and they were so engrossed by it that there was a, a knife accident that was large enough to then be expressed to us later. So um, I will take distractingly engaging. That is a fine... Uh, user feedback. We will take that. Also, we hold no responsibility nor liability for any kitchen mishaps responsible for listening to the Positive Bias podcast. My hope is that it's a matter of charisma and and uh, the intellectual merit of the conversation and not laughter and you know laughing. Oh, they're laughing with us not at us <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll take both. honestly I, I don't care if they're listening it's a I success mean, yeah this is mostly just for you and i anyway um but uh it is it is it is fun validation and now you know what has been added but now but onesies not as to like for us to hop on the like shtick treadmill and like always oh, to be something new and stupid we do as to maintain people's attention this is more just to be completely like, honest yeah. i just put it on because all i see one of the things about not doing like production media for this is the thumbnail is always just a picture of both of our heads right which is so, fine but eventually they all look a little the same so right so it's just you know, the problem is that was my only onesie now you're creating a treadmill where i have to keep getting onesies all right kerp what are we talking about this week or we need to do a portion of every episode where we do the thumbnail which would just be that we have to like look at the camera and go. Okay. Yeah. That, that, um, and then, and then I'll I, just select I, that frame. There I, we I, go. Hear, I hear you on that, but I think I still have more. <laughs> okay. dignity. I, that would, that would be turning, turning into a full blown tuber boy. And I feel like I've got more dignity than that right now, but we'll see where we are in three episodes. Uh, this week what, we're talking about action bias, action bias. All right. Uh, which Kirk, jumped to the top of bias. the list alphabetically after we had started into the list. So it's a mess. Now we might as well just pick the ones we like. I don't know. Okay. So, so okay. what is action bias? Action bias, the tendency for someone to act when faced with a problem, even when inaction would be more effective or to act when no evident problem exists. Okay. So, so put simply, this is that we appear to be prone to doing something as opposed to doing nothing. And sometimes that gets us into trouble. Is, is that, well, before we jump into the sort of evolutionary psychology, where did this come from thing, which I think is a perfect piggyback off of last week's, you know, conversation, because you got to run from the tiger. <laughs> yeah 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 but, exactly but that's the other side of the agent selection problem is that like the agent selection couples with action bias really well so the other side of this though that was the first place my 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 mind jumped was is that because it's just like we are constantly buffeted with things that we can't control and and it's like no, no, I'll give it's you, hard I'll to give you, grasp the idea that you can't do anything about it. Well, I'll give, I'll give you another one. So we avoid um, that notion. There must be something I can do. Right. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a, like a, a hand wave at the substrate. Um, 
you don't have the ability to not do a behavior. Um, the whole of your nervous system is about behavior orientation. And even the behaviors we would think of as doing nothing are just very quiet types of behaviors. Um, even like things like sleep, we come to understand now as a full-blown type of survival behavior that's on par with like seeking water, seeking food, seeking mate, seeking shelter, avoiding getting eaten, is that sleep isn't doing nothing. Sleep is an act of something you do. And the wiring you have for action selection involves different types of behavioral programs, so to speak, competing at all times to see who's going to get selected in a kind of winner-take-all competition. So there, there isn't a like route to dev null option in behavior selection. There isn't an active, just choose that one, the do nothing behavior. Everything you have is wired for constantly picking a thing to actively send your muscles as motor commands. Um, in that sense, we're probably prone to action. We're, we're pro prone to action bias because we don't have the anti-wiring for non-action. Like, and and when we think about this from the perspective of contemplative practices, um, it's really hard to do nothing. That's that's the whole point of like why is meditation tough and why is contemplation a a worthwhile uh, pursuit is that it is the mark of of a domesticated mind to be able to do nothing. That's really hard. You're always doing because that's what the nervous system selected for historically, and that that's all you have is go signal. Which is interesting because even when you say do nothing, like... Right, there's still it's in the language. You still do. There's no. It's impossible to talk about it without using the verbiage of physics and the fact that we're used to physics is what causes the disconnect. I think on this because this is also a thing I, I find myself explaining with computation all the time. Oh, yeah. my computer's asleep. No, it's still doing ten things. You're just not. It's just not talking to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's attending to <laughs> internal homeostatic layers, uh, not, the, not the human interface layers. But like you can put an object at rest and it stays at rest in, until acted upon, right? So that law of physics, like the world around us doesn't behave by this same rule, but it's also no. why rocks don't eventually die. But, but because... also that's an important one. So, so physics, like, like inert matter has restfulness, um, but uh, complex adaptive systems don't. Like weather right. has, like, climatology has no default, like just chill state. Everything is out, bro. There's no like, dude, bro, sit. Um, state to any complex. There's no like chill market economics. Um, and and people have even proposed this. Um, and this is like down the like the deep quant rabbit hole. But people propose that the closest we have to stopping time um, is that time is a measure of change, and it's impossible to model complex adaptive systems that don't change and talk meaningfully about time. Um, if you can find a complex adaptive system that appears to be not changing, something around time has broken because they're constantly in flux. And, and we ourselves as agents are complex adaptive systems since there's no default, there's no default rest state. There's no, um, there's no null. There's no zeroed out. Um, and that. That, that's not a, to me a terrible way to talk about like why 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 something instead of nothing here when it comes to behavior 
And why do we have a hard time finding the right language around it even? Because you're right. Like we can't talk about it without stepping on the words like do again. So I came here, this is why I love these conversations. I came here expecting to talk about running from tigers, which we'll get to eventually. But like, instead we've gone in a direction of, of like, again, we can talk about the evolutionary part that ends up being the, the, the tigers. But like, what we're really talking about is like a uh, purpose built system, like a system on a chip. Right. The idea that we have CPUs and GPUs, it's like, well, GPUs aren't very good at the CPU things and CPUs aren't very good at the GPU things. And just so you can't use them for the same things. Human brain. This is why meditation ultimately and anyone who has practiced any form of meditation knows that like you call it a practice because there is no perfect state. You can't master it. You just sort of try to wear the ruts in your brain to give you the tools to feel what we would describe as rest but but it turns out real rest like meditation is just practicing not listening to all the things and so you were still actively going oh there's a thought i'm gonna ignore it and continue to pay attention to my breathing oh hey another thought uh it doesn't turn off no no (laughs) and and that's 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 part of the the description problem here is that we're inadequately prepared to describe the system because the words we want to use to describe a theoretical behavior of the system in which action is an option to not be selected for still even in that exact sentence i just said of selected for it's you we can't disentangle agency from behavior right and as agents we can't we, we are unprepared memetically and in our like umwelt and, and the words we would use to describe it. We're unprepared to talk about what it is to not do. It just isn't in the cards. It's not in the language. It's not in the meme base. Um, and so and that, honestly, that, that gives me a lot of empathy for, for action bias. Yeah. I was about to say like, I think the place it takes me is it's a great early thing to cover in our, in our exploration because it sort of explains why the wiring is so bad at finding the biases. Like it's a perfect example of the extent to which like the best you can hope for to be aware of most of these biases is to just have that awareness. So you can occasionally go, is that confirmation bias? Yeah, it might be, but I don't care. The machine is going to keep trying to do the biases (laughs) your whole life. You're never going to have them nailed. It's impossible. Oh we don't have right. the right wires for it. <laughs> right. Right. That's the whole so. point. Like, look, I've been I've been promised human three point two v two final guys this one hot patch to cognition, but they've they've been really slow to ship it. Um, this this is just the shit we we live with and deal with. Um, and and I'm, I suppose that's why meaningful conversations about them give you something like the contemplative practice by which you can stop and think about your thinking. And it's a whole separate conversation then about recursive metacognition. How do we think about how we think about how we think? Um, that's the one where we probably get Dalton to come talk um, because that was that's something that he has a strong passion for. In the intermediary, when we think about um, action bias, we think about the real world implications it does have. And I got grilled on one of these recently um, about existential risk. And that was really fascinating. Um, so I... Spent this past, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend prior up in San Francisco at the Forsyth Institute's Vision Weekend. Um, met some absolutely brilliant people working on existential risk problems ranging from 
how do we survive the heat death of the universe to what do we do about strong AGI takeoff, cyborgization, cryonics, radical life extension. Um, it's basically all the things that you think of as like good deep sci-fi. Sparkling or flat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> important questions. <laughs> yeah, right? important questions. Um, uh, all of these these folks, you know, relatively sober, professional individuals sitting around talking earnestly about like, you know, they say in cryonics that the, the single worst thing in life is death, but the second worst <laughs> thing is being frozen. Um, these are like people who are like working on these things. And I, I, we got to discussing the problems around um, the safety measures we attempt to take around artificial intelligence and AGI takeoff. And one of the, the conversations was, um, are we suffering from action bias when we say, hey, why don't we all focus on AI safety? Does that actually make the problem worse in terms of exacerbating our accelerating timelines around AGI takeoff? And the actual right answer was just kind of to walk away, to just not not even worry about AI safety, just that even worrying about AI safety would make it all worse. So the downside risk is so high that should we instead just not not be thinking about it or not be working on it? And that's kind of one of those that you, you don't get a million universes to split test and find out. You get exactly one time to find out if you were right or not, if the right thing that you should have done was to do nothing. The thing, honestly, that makes me think of, and it's probably just my, 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 my law school brain, but like, that's why you have to design judicial systems that do the best that they can to lay out some rules with an inbuilt system for debugging those rules that is, you know, an ironclad part of it, right? Like we can't change how the judges work and in the American democracy, at least, um, it's in the constitution, but it's this adaptive mechanism, which, you know, is the hilarity of us pretending like the constitution is so goddamn important to not change. Like, no, it's supposed to be changed because the only thing you can do with a monstrosity like democracy is try to react to whatever bullshit it comes up with. Trying to imagine the bullshit you got to build in a system that's like, well, we'll do our best, but we reserve the right to change it. And we all agree that this is a fair way to change it. Yes. Yes. I, I like that because then you have, so let's go back to complex adaptive systems. Um, you have, um, you have buffer and you don't just have buffer in terms of like a tolerance of state change, but you have, um, you have a meta buffer to the extent that you have a recursive component to the system by which the system can modify its own future states by modifying its current functions. Um, and that creates a, a set of, of future looking tolerance in terms of the adaptability of the system versus an, a, a world. And that it's, it, the, you'd only, the only thing you can say with it with any certainty is that it's going to change. You just, it's all made of unknown unknowns. You don't know the vector of change. Um, so what do you do? Well, you just make it flexible. Do we, this is, this is completely off the globe, but that's what we're here for around the cognitive bias conversation. Do we, when we talk about something like AGI, do we, are these, are the same biases going to hopelessly be built into the system because humans are building it, building it. And we just kind of need to do the same, watch out for it, but be aware that it exists or can we actually beat them out in this version of, of a thinking machine? <laughs> and that, that really is the question. This is my like speak up to the mic closely moment. That really is the question. <laughs> you need to ASMR the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
intelligent <laughs> machines. Um, no, that that's that's the like big frustrating meta conversation um, because there's the near term risk pieces around AI are, are, are around bias are are those of the biases that people have today around um, the intrinsic differences or similarities between people that can be encoded down into data labels and that those data labels then mirror our proclivities for sloppy thinking that cause disproportionately harmful outcomes in people's lives. And so this becomes things like racism and sexism and ableism and, and basically pick a prejudice here. You can encode it in data and it gets encoded in data almost constantly because it turns out we're kind of shitty at this. Like the royal we. Yeah, we're bad at this with the non-AI systems. The judicial system's all fucked up because of bad data in the same way. Yeah. And so when people say like, oh, well, you know, that's, um, you know, it's fine. Just throw more data at it. It's like, dude, I, I get, I get that, you know, your, your head data science leads, Chad, Chad, Bryce and Chad don't think that, you know, this is a real thing, but they also like saying phrases like, no, it's fine. I've got a black friend. Like, dude, you're not, you're still not getting it. Um, and throwing more data at a problem when you haven't addressed the underlying like problems or even trying to like process wise mitigate around it. Um, you're still going to end up with, um, you know, the current state of affairs, which is, you know, racist chatbots, um, medical systems that triage uh, people of color, people of different ability levels down into different care plans in unfair ways, um, ranging up to full-blown, you know, community surveillance measures that have a hard time telling faces apart because they were trained with faces. Judges use sentencing software to help with their sentencing, and it's based on super racist data sets. Yes, it's really, and it's really, it's it's insane. completely yeah, and, and uh, or, or who gets probation? So we know that in the near term, there are biases. There, there are right treatises on this. There are excellent books. We can point to weapons of mass destruction. We can point to the work being done by the algorithmic algorithmic justice league. Um, we know that there are, there are folks who are taking this very seriously. At the long term scale, we we are if you you if you put a gun to my head and said guess which of our routes to AGI takeoff um, happens. My, my gun to head guess is that it's the route that involves um, large link, large, large networks and large language ish models that kind of wobble together in a very Douglas Hofstadtery kind of way. And something wakes up out of it. Um, or it'll be um, something like whole brain emulation, but it won't be any of the, the squishy kinds and whether or not those things have something like cognitive biases to me would probably be a given. They probably would. And picking them out or debugging them in our infancy is going to be just about as hard as doing that in ourselves. Ostensibly, we can imagine a world a la Greg Egan where minds are designed in these very organic and elegant ways. But the reality is I think for today, we're going to just kind of stumble into the thing and trying to debug its code would be about as hard as trying to debug our code. Yeah. It's like, I just point to all the different waves of TV and like, or, or not TV, but TV is an example of technology evolution. Uh, and they all involve the next wave saying, who would have thought that's what you would have done with it? Oof. So why would this be any different? Everybody who's trying to guess what, how it's going to work is going to be wrong. Instead, it's going to be some weird emergent thing because teenagers like to do send hearts to one another. And somehow that exactly. And it's like somehow Dabatron suddenly is like empowered by a political party. And we have to figure out what happens. (laughs) Oh, we're not going to make it. (laughs) But so, 
So the second part of this, though, I think is interesting. We've already sort of tread on it with your example, which is is perfect. Or to act when no evident problem exists. So like a lot of times they go hand in hand the way you're talking about it, where the answer ends up being, yeah. for right now, we do nothing. Okay, first, that's an uncomfortable-ish answer because we have action bias. But mm-hmm. also, it, it almost incorporates the, and I'm constantly asking this in the professional context, is there even a real problem here yet? And so you just gave an example with the AI context of like, there isn't regarding the stuff that we're scared of with general artificial intelligence right now, but there is a real problem over here that we're sort of distracting from looking at that would start a whole separate conversation, which is we sure could do some data triage on the shitty data we're using to teach our rudimentary machine learning models right now. Like, uh, by the way, those two groups of people hate each other. Um, because <laughs> well, the, the long-termists look at the near-termists and see moving deck chairs in the Titanic and the near-termists look at the long-termists and see um, people LARPing as like um, uh, uh, Sarah Connor and <laughs> like they, they do not get along. And it's the biggest travesty because they're all after the same thing. Um, all, all long-term existential risk problems get better when we start talking about and incentivizing near-termist solutions and all near-termist solutions get better when we take seriously that an end state here has to be like, what are we working towards and how do we make that about people's lives today? Cause, cause you're right. Like this, this isn't a like imaginary, maybe later problem. This is a completely like visceral fuck people's lives up. You got the wrong guy and the algorithm won't let me go because uh, this training set wasn't trained to look for people who looked like me. And, and now you're going to upend my life and liberties. Um, that's real. That's yesterday. That's not conjectural. That's like a lived experience of, of tens of thousands of people. Um, so, you know, I get, I get that there is, a, there is, you know, a way for us to look at the long-termist problems and say, well, you know, maybe that's action bias because what if it's not an issue? But it's, these shorter ones are definitely issues. Um, those are the ones that that have harms today. Um, My so itinerant I, goal in life is to know just enough about each perspective that I control everyone equally. <laughs> so far, so like good. the long termists just think they're going to invent Jarvis, and that's nice. But good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, like building all day, so. There's my bias, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, it's, uh, our next episode is fiddle with it bias. Um, but right. actually, I suppose action bias basically is fiddle with it bias. Um, so it's the old, uh, you know, don't don't play with it or it falls off. Um, action bias is probably that, but you know, said more politely, um, because all all we appear to be able to do is just um, to only, only select to start four. to wrap the wrap this one up. So we went deep into like things like AI really quickly with that one. Let's come up with a really civil like like what's a more pedestrian example of of a place where people could be like you know the the i have an example in mind like this is where this bias is is pushing me right now to feel urgency around a thing that i could maybe let go of i mean i think the easiest example is this is what's encapsulated in the advice that if you have an email you want to send that you think might be controversial to your boss or something like that write it and then sleep on it yeah like that urgency that you feel like i gotta send this it's friday afternoon uh, eh, probably not. You could do yeah. nothing and see what happens till Monday. Yeah, and then maybe. <laughs> um, or it's the uh, um, 
you know, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, tending a recent, uh, wound in a relationship or a small scuffle, it's, uh, do I, do I keep poking at this thing? Would, would more anything here be the answer? No, just, just let it sit for a minute. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to, everything's going to work itself out. And there's that, that impetus of like, yeah, but like doing always makes things better and the thing's bad right now. So if I just do more and do harder right now, that'll make it better. Right. 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 No, just, just go take a walk. Honestly, most of the time. No. Yeah. Just, just fucking, which sometimes makes me think that, that like, uh, elderly, uh, the, the fatigue and laziness that sets in with old age may often be mistaken as wisdom for this very reason. Dang. Like, oh man, I don't just have the, I don't, I just don't have the energy to pursue a lot of the things, but then it makes me look real cool headed in certain circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be okay? It'll be yeah, fine. Probably. <laughs> I don't have the energy to care. So let's wait till yeah, Friday. Dad's going to we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, yeah, is, is that when, uh, when, when faced with the option of just go take a nap, um, go take a nap. always go take a nap. Oh, just go nap it off. Unless you're like in one of those weeks, it's just defined by like a whole bunch of depression naps, then go walk around the block and touch grass. Because Yeah. That's the hard part. Sometimes it's the, exactly the counter advice. Yeah. 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 Go I walk mean, around barefoot. Yeah. No, it's really the, uh, yeah, it should be your, is your, what is your nap to Instagram ratio? And if you appear to be like healthy in that ratio, then go take a nap. But if it's like, yeah, your life is basically come depression napping and Instagram, like I'm not throwing shade, but like go touch grass. Yeah, go that's touch not grass. good either. Yeah, go that's grass. not good either. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Another thanks for, thanks for making good enough. Cognitive bias. Yeah. Let's uh, jam, jam our way out of here. What's up? It ends so perfectly on what I feel like at the end of that, which is just like, I've just been dancing in front of a camera for 15 minutes. Yep. That's basically And kids that grow up with TikTok will have no problem with that. By the time they're making stupid middle-aged podcasts about cognitive bias. (laughs) Hey, us.